<clears throat> Good morning. As we continue with the chapter today for the Thursday, Hamishi, of the combined portion of Ayakel Pkudeh, chapter 39, verse 2, we're going through the various details of the construction of the Mishkan, the tabernacle, as well as the priestly garments. Truma and Tetzaveh, the portions we read a few weeks ago, deal with God commanding Moshe about its construction and creation. Vayakel and Pekude tells us how they actually did it. Vayas eso ephod, and then he went ahead and made the ephod, which is that apron-like thing which the high priest wore, made of the following list of materials. Zohab, gold. Tchelas, blue wool, vargom, and purple wool. Vitelashoni, scarlet yarn, vishesh mozar, and fine twined linen. Three. Vayiraku espache hazov. There are very few Rashis in this portion, but here comes one of them, because here he specifies how they made these gold threads, golden threads. How do you make golden threads? So he says that they beat the plates of gold into fine, thin sheets of gold, the kitsates psilum, and then cut these fine sheets into threads. Lasseis, in order to use them and make them part of within the blue wool, or Agoma within the purple wool, or Ashoni within the scarlet yarn, or within the linen. Rashi will explain the details. One needed to be a talented, skillful workman in order to do this. That means union. You needed to be a union man. You look for the union label in the tabernacle. Like the word to him that beats, so to speak, the earth causes it to float in water. And they flattened. Tasin Foil, which they beat out of gold, estandre in old French, tasin dakis, thin foils, here he teaches you, how they spun, the gold threads, together with the other threads. They beat the foils thin, and they cut threads from these foil sheets, to the length of the foil, to make them into psilum threads. That's how you make gold threads. Tarubasim kol minumin, mixing the gold threads with every other species kind of material. Becheshen ve'efet, to be used in the weaving process of the apron. And breastplate, shenemavah and zob. Wherever it says zohav, it means a gold thread. How does this work? What is the ratio? Chut echot shel zohav, one thread of gold, imvav chutn shel tcheles, with six threads of blue wool. So you had six blue wool, one gold, imkol minumin, six purple wool, one gold. Shekol haminin, every species, every type of thread, chutn kapul vav, there was six purple and six red, and, and six linen, and so on. Every one of them had one gold. And the gold was always the seventh. So you had six plus one <coughs> is seven. Now specifically, he enumerates four different types of material. Blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen. Four times seven is 28. 
So there were 28 threads going in one mixture. And that's why it was so multicolored. If you remember the pictures that we showed in Vayakhe Opkude. Okitoki. For Ksepes Ho'osu Lei Chevres. They made shoulder pieces for joining together. Now he's describing how the apron hung over the high priest. They had shoulder pieces. The two ends were joined together. So that the apron was held up by the shoulder pieces. That's like the joke they used to tell when I was a kid. I'm sure they told the same thing when you were a kid. Why does a fireman wear red suspenders? To keep his pants up. The high priest had shoulder pieces to keep the aphod up. The cheshev apudose asher olav, the skillfully woven band. For the binding, remember the band that was tied around, mimenu who was made of the same material, kemaseu like it, also. Same list. Zohav, tcheles, vargomem, v'tela ashoni, v'sheish mosar, gold, purple, blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen, kashet tziv Hashem es meisha, as Hashem commands Moshe. Now, let's just take a moment here and point out a very famous teaching in the Baal HaTurim on this portion on the words kasher tzivo Hashem es Moshe. We find in Pekudeh, repeated again and again and again. In fact, 18 different times. The phrase, kasher tzivo Hashem es Moshe, as God commanded Moshe, that every step of the game they produced as God commanded Moshe, when all else fails, follow the directions. They followed the directions. The question is, why repeat this? It's enough to say it once. 18 times. So there are many lessons. So there are many lessons. Some of these lessons, says the Balaturim, is that Moshe Rabbeinu said to God, when he was negotiating forgiveness and atonement for the golden calf, God said, listen, it's over. I'm going to destroy the Jewish people. I'm going to destroy the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We'll start again with you. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, I'm not playing that game. I'm not interested. If you don't agree to forgive the Jewish people, wipe me out of your book. And that's why throughout the entire portion of Tetzaveh, Moshe's name is not mentioned once. Even the beginning, instead of saying, Vaidabar Hashem Moshe, Lamor and God spoke to Moshe saying, it says, Vi'ato Tetzaveh, and you should command. The entire portion of Tetzaveh does not have Moshe's name. The portion of Pekudeh has, as God commanded Moshe, again and again and again to make up for it. How many times? 18. 18 is a special number in Jewish life. And corresponding to that, you have the 18 blessings of the Amidah called Shmona Esrei. One time it says, Kechol Asher Tziv Hashem Es Moshe. That's the 19th blessing that was added. Malshinim Al Sikva, that God should not help or give hope or blessing to informers, to those who inform the authorities against their fellow Jews. In this combination of words, Kasher Tziv Hashem Es Moshe, 
there are a, a total of 113 words corresponding to the end of the blessings of the Amida. Baruch Ato Hashem, Mogen Avram, Baruch Ato Hashem, Mechaya HaMesim, Baruch Ato Hashem, Hokel HaKodosh, the ending, the end blessings of the Amida. They also have 113 words. Corresponding to the fact that 113 different times the word lave, heart, is mentioned in the Torah. So that when a Jew prays to God, it has to be with all his heart. These are some of the teachings and allusions of the fact that Kasher Tziva Hashem as Moshe, as God commanded Moshe, is repeated again and again and again in this portion. Verse 8. <clears throat> And he made the breastplate itself, again, the work of a skillful workman. One needed to be very talented to be on the team of Betzal and Oliyev. Kimase offered like the work of the ephod. The same materials. Ravu Ahayat was square. Kafel also a sachayishan. I'm sorry, I skipped six. I thought they wouldn't notice. They made the onyx stones. Musabes Mishpseizov. Placed in settings of gold, mefutoches engraved, pituchechesam, like the engravement of a signet ring, alshmeis b'nei Yisrael, on the names of the children of Israel. So that in every one of these stones, they had the tribes of Israel engraved. <coughs> How many stones were there? Two? Six tribes per stone on the shoulders. And placed them on the shoulder pieces, Avnei Zikona, stones of memorial of Nei Yisrael, for the children of Israel, Kasher Tziv HaShem as Moshe, as God commanded Moshe. So now we go to 8, Vayasa Zachosh, Nimei Dechoshen, Masi Choshev, the work of a Choshev, Kimasi Eifet Zov, Tchilis Vagom, V'tila Hashon, Yivishesh Mosor, Rabu Ahoyot was square, Kafel Oso Zachosh, and they made it double, Zeres Orke, Vizerach Rochbe, a span in length and breadth, Kofel double. What do we mean by double? Assuming that this was the Choshen, square, so you had another piece just like it hanging down, and then they folded it under. That's the double, folded under. By Yamaloboy, and they filled the Choshen with Arbo, Tudei Oven, four rows of stone. There were four rows of precious stones. <clears throat> Tur, there was one row, and here he enumerates the stones, and you have Almost every Chumash has a different translation of the stones. Odem pitido varekes haturo echot. The first row was Odem pitido varekes vatura sheni. The second was Nofech sapir viyahalom. The third was Leshem shvo vachlomo vatura vi. The fourth was Tarshish shoham viyoshve musabes in clothes, mishpatsezah, fittings of gold, bimiluesam in their settings. What was engraved in these various stones? And the stones were Al Shmeiz B'nei Yisrael, according to the names of the children of Israel. Shtei Mesrei 12, Al Shmeisam, according to their names. Pituchechesam, engraved like a signet ring. Ish Al Shmei, each one by name, the Shnei Moser Shobet, for the 12 tribes. 15 by and they made on the breastplate Sharsharis, Gablus, Masayabis, plated chains, reeling chains, Zov, Torah, pure gold. By they made Shte Mishpse Zov, two settings of gold, Ushte Tabe Zov, and two rings of gold. By Yitnu, and they placed Tashte Atabes, 
the two rings, on the two ends, we're talking about how the breastplate was kept in place. And they placed two reeds and chains on the two rings at the ends of the breastplate. And the other two ends, they placed it on the two settings and placed them on the shoulder pieces of the apod and that's what held it in place. 19, and they made two rings of gold, and they placed them on the two ends of the breastplate, on its edge, which was towards the side of the apron, and he made two rings of gold, and they put them on the two shoulder pieces, close by the fold, above the Band of the ephod by Yixu, and they bound as hachosh in the breastplate mitabaisa by its rings el tabaisa ephod by the rings of the ephod bipsil tchelas with a thread of blue like a blue ribbon lias alcheshevo ephod so that it might be upon the woven band. Why was all of this? So that the ephod breastplate does not bounce around, so that it sits firm, snug, and tight. And actually, this happens to be, according to many commentaries, one of the 613 commandments, that the ephod and choshen should not bounce around and separate. That's a commandment, one of the 613. Here it is. So that the breastplate not move itself from the ephod. It should be snug and tight. Kasher tziva Hashem es Moshe, exactly as Hashem commanded Moshe, all of this had to be done by the highest level craftsmen, skilled workers, because this was real precision type work, and it was an incredible experience supervised by Oholiyov and uh, by Bitzalel and their whole team of very talented, skillful workmen. End of Chumash portion.